Welcome back to Highly Suspect, a Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host and game master, Ben Frisch, and thank you for joining us for Season 3. And at least for this first episode, we're going to be doing the intro as a group. So, welcome back, guys. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Which You're not I back, guess, Tim. Oh, yeah. Tim is new to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we have some new things to talk about, like Andrew moving on from Highly Suspect to pursue leatherworking. Dead to us. So we replaced him with Tim. I like to think that I'm stepping in for a different role. (laughs) (laughs) Full-on replacement. You don't want to be Karana? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, though. And Karana is still out there, right? Like, he he could Oh, yeah, he is still a character. Uh, he's probably a rival or something, but yeah, depending on how unlucky we are. So, Tim, who are you going to be playing in Highly Suspect? Uh, I'm going to be playing as Dua, who was the uh, Twi'lek uh, worker at Sorosub, technician, mechanic, something, um, who was showing force sensitivity, um, and then the gang busted into Sorosub with his twin brother, rescued him but his twin brother was killed by an inquisitor and then pat was shot and passed out (laughs) and then wasn't really seen again oh yeah i never met this guy well now you get a chance (laughs) (laughs) so that does answer one question tim you have listened to the other episodes yeah no i i definitely kept up with all the other episodes it has been a while since i listened to the ending of highly suspect season two but i did go back and listen to the solace episodes so i could get some insight on how ben was playing dua you know just try to dovetail that into how i want to play as him yeah it's it's been a while for me too um i think that's okay though right ben like we've been living in this for a while are we doing a time jump um, so I want season three to feel like a fresh start. Um, go back to just doing small jobs again. So I think I wrote myself into a hole. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking for maybe 20 to 40 minutes, getting us to a spot where I think would be an appropriate place for us to start season three. Okay. I'm so, done with this. Apologies for that. <laughs> So, do we feel like we need to do a re-explanation of our characters, or are we good on that? We might as well, right? Just in case. Yeah, Colin, who are you playing? I don't remember. Oh, well, funny you should ask. Um, I'm playing Garrett Gah, the Chandra fan, certified sneaky man, um, and spy, what was my specialization? Scout. Scout. Um... I'm from Iago, I believe. Tell me if I'm saying anything wrong, by the way. Um, and was a bounty hunter until he fell in with a group of thieves slash bounty hunters slash whatever else we'll do on the Highly Suspect. It all sounds right to me. It's all coming back. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and at our There was rim. also a really fun adventure that you guys had where you went to uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Dantooine and a casino and... You're, now, was there. Yeah. You're making me think that is the only episode you've heard now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good Plus, one. Plus, I think whenever Disney took over, that went to Legends anyways. Ooh, oh, God yikes. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the net gun, wasn't it? The net gun was too progressive. Is, yeah. And uh, Wes? I yeah. Uh, I play Cass Naru. 
Uh, I'm a human. I'm a smuggler and a thief. And uh, I think I'm perpetually drunk most of the time. But I seem to be lovable. Uh, I can't forget to tell everyone that I look like Kurt Russell. Because I want everyone to know that. Um, I was raised on a pirate ship with my father, Hosk. And uh, we have a tumultuous relationship. Uh, We both like and hate each other at the same time. He constantly steals things from me. um, And then I try to get them back. And I think you're leaving out one important thing is you have a sweet set of Mandalorian armor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, That comes in handy all the time. I can breathe in space. I have Mandalore. I, do I have the whole? I have the whole thing now. I think almost right. You do have the whole thing, but since the Mandalorian came out, we'll have to find out how much of that is actually made of Beskar. That's Ouch. true. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get a sigil too. I'll be your sigil. The first thing you killed, oh, sweet Owen Laga. <laughs> what about Owen Laga? He's your sigil. Yeah. He's oh, the first man, thing you defeated per- in this. No, I can't wear that on my sleeve. I still have to pretend to be him occasionally. Well, it wouldn't be weird if you had a hyper-realistic photo of your face on your shoulder. I want Karana to be my sigil when I kill him. You could do a you could do a Movak. <laughs> oh, man, just a Zabrak <laughs> skull. That'd be cool. Let's that, do that. That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> you got to earn it, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got to go kill it. I gotta go kill a Zabrak. Alright, there's our first mission. <laughs> Zabrak hunting. Please don't fuck up what I've written. <laughs> <laughs> ben, that kind of attitude is how we got where we are. Yeah. So you guys ready for me to retcon everything that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited about that. It's like shining a new light on the story. Yeah, yeah. Alright, I'm I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start. We begin over Narshada, a small moon above the hut homeworld Nauhada. This place is the central hub for the many illicit activities of the Outer Rim, and the perfect place for peace talks between the powers that hold it all together. The camera pulls high into orbit, where we see a conglomeration of ships, anchored in space. Fleets from the Pikes, the Black Sun, and the Huts have all come together to re-solidify their allegiances and to release the tension that has been building since the disbandment of the Shadow Collective. Tezka Krim, the Queen of the Pikes, Zaitan Maj, Faelian leader of the Black Sun, and Huts from both the Hut Council and the Quanalak Kajik all leave the comfort of their own ships and meet aboard a small space station sitting between the three fleets. The peace talks are underway. To the captains of these opposing fleets, minutes feel like hours as the tension begins to mount. We then get a shot of a pike captain aboard an Interceptor-class frigate, catch a glimpse of his ship's scanners, two large incoming objects coming quickly and right in front of their position. The Pike Captain looks out the viewport to see a dreadnought-heavy cruiser appear out of hyperspace. This is the Compliance, Nola the Hutt's flagship, and attached by an umbilical are our heroes in a Hammerhead-class corvette that seems to be resting against the side of the dreadnought. 
The three fleets have little time to react to the threat and stumble into a loose, defensive formation around the space station. But then, coming in close, behind the compliance, what looks to be a battle station appears, dwarfing the compliance in size. It's large enough that it blocks out the sun behind it, casting the peace talks in shadow. The station looks ancient and is only half completed with much of the ship's interiors still exposed. The only parts of the ship being revealed are a sort of bridge that rests at the top of this bulbous, almost jellyfish-like structure with a large, circular cannon that protrudes out of the center of the station. The cannon begins to glow, turning purple and green, and a wave of electrified current shoots towards the small station holding the peace talks. The blast is large enough to engulf all of the ships surrounding the station, but they are not destroyed. We see the lights on the ships flicker as they power down, and they begin to aimlessly float. We get a view from inside of the space station as emergency power kicks on, illuminating the leaders of the syndicates in a dull, red, pulsing light. And on a hollow table, sitting in between them all, an image of Nola the Hut appears. Nola gives the leaders a choice to surrender their titles and merge with the Quanalak Kajik. Or he will take them all by force, and they will be destroyed before they could leave the system. The conversation isn't long. The syndicate leaders know they are at a disadvantage. His demands are met. The Black Sun, the Pikes, and the Hut Council all bend to the will of Nola the Hut, and the syndicates unify once again. We see the fleets begin to power back on and begin flying back to their respective planets. All while Nola's new weapon moves into the orbit of Nalhuda below them. We see the hammerhead holding our heroes and their allies dock with Tezka's flagship. We get our first shot of Garrick and Cass as they exit the hammerhead. The two of you catch a short glimpse of Tezka. She doesn't even make eye contact with you as she steps into her chambers. Days later, we cut back to Rad Attack, our heroes side by side with Tezka as they push a gravity stretcher, holding their friend Lom. He's too wounded to talk or move after spending more than half a year as a prisoner to Nola the Hut. Cass and Garrick guide the stretcher to a failing emissary of the Black Sun. Looking down, he confirms it is indeed Lom, and he turns and gives a nod to a guard behind him. The guard opens the ship, revealing two pike children who run to their mother, tears running down the side of her face as she embraces her children for the first time in more than a year. We then get a shot of Bree Lot and Lyric as they're making their way back to the Hammerhead after a short but sweet goodbye to our heroes. Cass watches from the planet as the ship takes off, only walking away when the hammerhead is no longer visible from the planet. Days begin to pass into nights, and we see Pike ships in a time lapse 
begin to essentially pack up rat attack, tearing down everything Tezga had built as they prepare to head back to Obadiah, where Tezga will lead, ensuring the Pikes remain loyal to their new leader, Nola the Hutt. And this is where our new adventure begins. Cass and Garrick, you have been summoned by the Queen for one last meeting in the throne room. We get a shot of the two of you walking through an empty palace, pike guards carrying the last few items left out to a transport. And as the two of you try to step through into the throne room, you have to move aside to make way for a trio of her guards, pushing her throne out on a grav cart. And you step in, and you see her standing with her hands behind her back, as she's looking up into the vaulted ceilings of her chambers. This is the first time you've gotten to speak with her on a personal level since before your mission to rescue Lom. She turns and sees you, a very small, somber smile appears as she walks down the steps to meet you. Okay, I don't wanna talk to her. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I feel so awkward right now. <laughs> I'm so cross with her. <sighs> okay. She feels the tension between the three of you, and her smile um, turns into a frown. A lot of conflict in her eyes. She says, uh, You must think I'm terribly weak to have so easily submitted. Hardly. We ended up running. And we lost Karana. I've heard. I imagine you knew. I I did, but you you have to understand, I was... Specificity would have been appreciated. Well, well, in hindsight, yes. Do Do you not understand? I am partly responsible... For the situation we find ourselves in. Do you really think I expected Nola to show up at the meeting and take the syndicates hostage? Me. Hostage. I look at Cass. See what he's thinking. Garrick, I think it's time that we get out of here. I think you're probably right. Wait. Before you leave. I don't turn around. But I stop. I bargained for your ship. Nola found it amusing, and if you allow me, I have arranged a shuttle to take you to it whenever you're ready. Payment is waiting for you aboard. We'll, uh, we'll stop by. Also, there's someone there waiting for you. The Twi'lek you brought me from Solist. I'm afraid he has an imperial bounty on his head, and I cannot take the risk currently, so I'm sending him with you. As uh, Cass starts to walk away, I'll say, uh, where do we pick him up? My guards will take you to the hangar. There, there's a shuttle waiting for you. I turn towards Cass and follow him out if he's leaving. Oh, yeah. We get a final shot of Tezka um, sort of raise her hand like she's going to say something else to you, but 
You two are already gone. The camera just sort of hangs on her. Sorrow in her eyes. Good, I'll remember that face when we kill her. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are uh, walking out of an empty palace. Well, Garrick, do you think that um, this man that has the bounty on him, do you think he's worth it? Or should we just leave him here? I say we claim the bounty. That's a good point. We do need money. We didn't get anything from this. Yeah. Either that or, uh, I mean, he was in pretty dire straits when we found him. Do you know anything else about this man? I don't seem to know him at all. Well, he used to have a brother. Um, <laughs> he, I look around as, what am I looking at? Anybody following us, listening in? No, just still the few guards grabbing things and taking them out to a transport. Okay. Look, Cass, I don't know much about uh, the force, but he seems in touch with it. The force, really? Yes. Um, Another sidebar, Ben, if I may. I watched hollows yeah. of him kind of training with it right Mm -hmm. yeah you saw him just do the most basic just lifting objects in the air small picking up a noodle he's picking up a pear sending it across to his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) nothing basic about that jedi flirting 101 (laughs) any anything else no he didn't seem like he uh fully grasped what he had gotcha because if you'll remember, he was talking to an unknown someone saying that he was getting better at it, but he's no Jedi. Uh, real quick question. This is like, what, a year after Order 66? Because you guys had that time jump after the first season? Yep. Yeah. About there. Huh. Good point. I think Garrick probably believes the Emperor. The Jedi were bad guys. <laughs> But knowing or this the small short meeting you had with Dua, he definitely wasn't a Jedi. Right, right. Like I I like I said, I don't know anything about this. I just uh he could be really good at tricking holovids. <laughs> I I don't know. Either way, probably useful. Or at least uh worth a lot. Understandably. Um I say we let him tag along for a minute and see how we feel. All right, um, but he's staying in Karana's cage for a while. Works for me. We did trust Karana way too quick. I, uh, no more Karanas, though. Okay, promise. No more Karanas. Now let's get to that shuttle. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> That horrible garbage, man. So you continue to walk uh, towards the entrance of the palace. You see two guards there um, who obviously are waiting for you. And once you get to them, they turn and one of them motions uh, you to follow. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Cool. So you continue to walk through the palace and towards the back, um, there is a hangar bay. Um, 
As you step in, the hangers aren't empty, um, but there is a small, just a pill-shaped gold and white shuttle there uh, waiting for you. But there's also a bunch of uh, other humanoids in here, and it looks like they are unloading into the palace. And give me a uh, quick uh, perception check, both of you. Yes, please. At the same time, can we hear a bit of the force theme, and then everybody rolls force and destiny points? Oh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't have one of those. This is why Tim's our Matt Mercer and not you, Ben. Dang it. Oh, wait. I do have one. We got two whites. <laughs> okay. Two so light side. Remove these die real quick. Oh, yeah. Colin has an app. <laughs> okay. Two darks. <laughs> okay, two dark side for me. Tim, what'd you get? Sorry, how many? How many did you get, Ben? Uh oh no, I rolled two light side. Okay, I rolled one dark side. Okay. Oh yikes! Not a great start. So so what's the the well, tally? No, you guys have you have four light side points, and I have three dark side oh, points. Yeah, yeah, because I got two light side. Then sweet, um, good job, Wes. You're welcome, man. So, you guys go ahead and roll me uh, a perception check. Yes. Which, boy, do I remember being better at. I don't don't know why. And two advantages. (laughs) I got three successes and... I got a triumph. Yo. Whoa. So, um, Cass, you notice that these guys are unloading into the palace instead of leaving. And looking at the guys um, coming in, you don't recognize any of them. Um, Garrick definitely doesn't see anyone he recognizes. But they have the Crimson Dawn logo on their uh on their armor and on their ships and it looks Ooh. like they are fuck coming in as tezka's leaving but we hate those guys you hate those guys yeah those guys wait have we met we've met them haven't we yeah yeah i don't think um or was that in cast, like the pre I it, thing i think it was when you were off finding hosk right oh yeah i don't know anything yeah. about these dudes is that that true ben? but with that triumph i am going to say cast mm-hmm. you do know who crimson dawn is okay um, yeah do that they're kind of a up-and-coming syndicate with a very powerful leader you don't know who that leader is but you know that they're kind of bad news so you don't even have had to have gone on that mission to know that crimson dawn is scary and to stay away from them gotcha and that's, we're going straight towards the, uh, the little transport, the transport that they're coming out of, right? That's the transport we're supposed to get on to go find this dude, right? Um, no, they're coming in on their own ships. That transport is waiting for just you just to go to your ship. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah. There's yeah. something fishy about those guys over there. And I think we should steer clear of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, what was the guy's name? Ben, that I knew from them? Uh, there was Sav, who Ryan played. Uh-huh. He was a Keldor enforcer. And the Miriallen Ronitalis. Ronitalis. And outside the game, I want you to view Ronitalis as just kind of like a lieutenant of Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's my impression of them. So when West or when Cass says that, I just go, "Yeah, I think I think you're right." And also, I do want to mention very very cool stuff in the newest season of Clone Wars. At the time we're recording this, I think the second arc just ended. Tezka Krim's husband, Marg Krim, is kind of the one of the main focuses of those episodes. Oh, no shit? Mm-hmm. So the reason I'm just going ahead and mentioning that Crimson Dawn has a very powerful hidden leader is because uh, apparently around that time Crimson Dawn was active because Darth Maul mentions it. So. Oh, shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what a time we live in, guys. Whoop whoop, family. <laughs> but yeah, you guys want to get on the shuttle or start a fight with the Crimson Dawn in nope. this hangar? Yeah, no, I want to go on the shuttle. Like, I, I, okay, I'm just like those guys look bad. Let's not do anything. I think I'm just um, giving you options. When West points them out, I kind of take over lead, and we just go as quickly and subtly as possible to our ship. So the guards wait outside. You step on, and the doors close behind you, and. The little pilot is just a droid whose top half seems to be melded into the front of the ship. (laughs) He spins around to greet you with a series of beeps and turns back and the ship takes off. And we get a shot. So it's just us two in the shuttle now, right? Yep. Just you two. No one else there. Um, We see the transport flying over the city um, and it goes to land at the hangar where you did your first job for Tezka. So before we get out, I go, Garrick, is there anything you're not telling me about this guy? Anything that I should know about him? Sorry, you're asking about whom? The guy that we're going to pick up. Uh, is oh, this, Dua. Is this your character? Yeah, Dua. It, look, Cass, I, like I said, I have no idea. I saw hollows of this guy where the reason his brother died... Well, in part, I don't take full responsibility. You never do. They're looking for him. Um, and if, you know, the Empire's looking for him, I'm sure others are. Maybe he's a good guy. And if he's not, we trade him off. We can handle him. All right. Let's go get him. So the transport lands. The doors slide open and you see your ship. The VCX-100. Most of the paint's gone. Uh, it, if I a VCX could be beat up to the level of the Millennium Falcon in like A New Hope, that's what it looks like now. <laughs> Your auxiliary ship is just sort of jammed into the back of the VCX. It's a, it's a hunk of junk now. Cass, do you react? Of course I do. I loved that color. It's you matched it because I match it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be, I'm going to be very appalled and I'm going to be like Garrick in like the most disdain that I can possibly do. Just staring at the ground. I'm just going to be like Garrick, go see if she works. 
and I'm just gonna stare at the ground for a minute. I'll uh, I'll scamper on ahead, hop in the ship, and you are met sitting in your living area on a giant pile of crates. Uh, Dua, Tim's character. I draw my blaster, point it at him, and say, "Did you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> And while, like, while Garrick's got that covered, I'm going to start looking around the whole ship for my liquor just to make sure that he didn't drink any of it. <laughs> there are bottles shattered all over the ground just from the crash. Oh, shit. Is Movak in my backpack? Oh, yeah, he is. Oh. Your little bird. Oh. Your, your flutter plume. Oh, He's God. been in there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Oh. I'm going to turn the corner and go into my room that I had, and I'm just going to go, guys, it's okay. I hit a bottle. It's still there, and it's like a mostly full bottle. Uh, We'll say it's um, just regular Corellian whiskey. Oh, thank God. Nothing special. You don't have a table ready for this? I should have, now that I remember who the fuck I'm playing with. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How long has it been since Duo was rescued? Um weeks uh you were out for a long time you had been injured of some sort if i can remember correctly and i I think he was shot yeah you had brief talks with the queen um as soon as she realized who you were she just kind of uh sent you this way dua just looks very morose you know sort of (laughs) really put put down (laughs) he rolled a three (laughs) <laughs> um, I, 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 I think that he's just wearing normal like utility clothing standard not even heavy clothing probably has a few bandages still on him and when Garrick charges in and points his gun at him Dua's just gonna slowly raise his hands and say yes I single handedly went over the whole ship inch by inch taking off the paint all by myself <laughs> how are you gonna be so sarcastic because when my brother died the people who were trying to save him and I, ran away. I don't see how that has anything to do with us. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Garrick, do you respond at all before? <laughs> I I think uh, Garrick stifles a oh, chuckle. Let's just ease into this, all right? I'll be happy to help you track down whomever. You gotta help us, though. Doing what? I don't know yet. So you may notice that I gesture to the ship. Um, we've had a hard couple days. <laughs> yeah, sort of chuckles and just says, I've had a pretty rough three weeks or so. Yeah, we could tell when we got here the first time. That's why we left you. And didn't take you on the ship where I assume you wouldn't have fared as well. Alright, that's fair. Long story short of the matter, I was told that you're wanted by the Imperials. And, uh, the way that I see it is, what can you contribute or else we're gonna hand you in, I assume. Duo just rolls his eyes and then can he reach into the pile of boxes that I'm sitting on and just grab a bottle of some liquor and just toss it to Cass and say, I'm gonna go see if I can fix something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch it, but like in like a fumbling manner where I hold it into me, like holding the other bottle, 
And I'm just going to look at Garrick and I go, well, I like this kid already. I keep a suspicious eye on Dua. Not because I don't trust him, but because I want him to think that I don't trust him. As far as what I'm doing, I think I just head towards the cockpit and just sit in the co-pilot's chair and just plug in and start either doing a computer's check or just running a diagnostics on the systems to see how bad the ship actually is. Yeah. Um, no role for it. It's it's going to fly, but other than that, it's going to be a lot of cosmetic stuff and a few issues that might get worse over time if not dealt with. Um, the biggest issue here being the landing gear it's barely holding the ship up after your crash landing on the compliance and the uh the auxiliary yep the auxiliary is unflyable um after they manage to cram it in (laughs) so (laughs) good as new (laughs) it's almost sort of accordioned into the back of the ship yeah sounds about right you can step into it, but... Nah, I'm good. Garrick or Cass, are you going to look around the ship at all? Absolutely. I'm going to oh, go yeah. check and see. I, I I saw if my boost stash was good, but I'm going to go check and see. Uh, I think I'm going to go check the... What is it? The, the cage room where we kept Karana. I want to see if there's any clues or anything that he's left in there. Um. So when you go into Karana's quarters, because Nola gave the ship back... Karana may have had a hand in clearing his things out before uh, the ship was returned to you. That son of a bitch. So he's he's wiped it clean. Really. I'll kill him. Oh, there goes my vengeance plan. Yeah, so we just kind of get shots of both of you looking around the ship. You realize how much you need to fix. And... um, Garrick, when you step into your room, um, there's a data pad. I'll uh, walk over, I'll check for bombs, and then I'll I'll pick it up and turn it on. No bombs. Oh, thank God. But it um, it's a note from Tezka, and it's not just a note. It almost seems to be uh, like Hermanic writings from the past few days. As she was trying to get all of her thoughts down and quickly as possible for you to see. It's almost like she's writing this for herself as well. Just to try and figure out where she went wrong to let all this happen. But I'll just give you the Spark Notes version. Starts with, I don't know who's listening. Too many questions. Why save Lom if Nola was going to show up at the peace talks anyway? Talks about Nola's new ship. Why did Nola goad Garrick and Cass into a fight? A few regretful passages about knowing who Karana is and regretting letting him go. Uh, Goes into detail about Nola's new battle station with questions on who built it. Where is it from? Uh, A thought about the Empire and how probably uh, the Empire won't allow a ship like that to exist for very long. Uh, She mentions Crimson Dawn. And how her husband worked closely with them, which is why she even considered dealing with them in the first place. And then there's a final note to you, Garrick. I wouldn't know where to begin, but I can point you in the right direction. There's a man who goes by the name Guest. 
He's only known to a select few. And to meet him, you must fly to the coordinates she gives you and broadcast a special transmission code. And he will come to you. He has no allegiances. He will answer any question, find any person, retrieve any item, but for a price. She goes on to say, don't ask too much. You can't afford it. And it ends with a good luck and I hope the credits help. And uh, so does it have the code she's speaking of in the coordinates? It has the code and uh, the coordinates, yep. And uh, the credits she mentions. Yeah, and you start to think about that large crate that Duo was sitting on. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I walk back out into that room. And I pop one of them open. Um, roll me a uh, d20. <laughs> okay. Rolling. Uh, actually, two, two d10s. Make it a d100. Two d10s? Uh, 42. You open it up, and there's 42,000 credits. Oh. Cool. Hey, uh, Cass. Yeah, what's up? Check this out. How much is that? Well, I don't know, but just eyeballing it, I'd guess 42,000. <laughs> Um, (laughs) how did you know that was in there well i i didn't but uh thinking about it there were a bunch of new boxes and i thought i'd check them (laughs) also and i pull out the data pad got uh some of tezka's musings here and i'll hand it over to him Let's see. So, and it, uh, at guest, the end there, yeah. Coordinates, money. Wow, what do you think this guest guy is about? Looks like uh, tracking. Do you think he knows where Corona is? I think he might. I think we should give this guest guy a visit. This guy can literally do anything for you. For a price. So he could tell me who my <laughs> parents shadow are? shadow broker from Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. What can he do so, for 420,000? 42,000? No, 420,000 because of the other nine boxes. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what can he do for 42,000? The price isn't going to be credit value. This guy... Oh, God. Doesn't really give a shit about credits. Okay, so he's the space Um, devil. He wants, like, our souls or something. Maybe, but the thing about it is you have an infinite amount of things you can ask this guy. You could ask him about Nola's ship. You could ask him how, uh, how to defeat Nola. You could ask him where's Karana. Everything. And then he gives us side quests so we can... Still have fun without pursuing those main things as hard. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) Holy shit. Garrick, I think we need to go see this guest fellow. Yeah, I I think so, too. 
What is that Duba? Du- What's this guy's name that's here with us? <laughs> Just shouted back from the cockpit. He's here. It's Dua. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Um, Dua, you're He's, going to have uh... to give me a little bit of a chance. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm rather a bit of a lush, so I'll forget that once or twice, I'm sure. Um, how does everything in the cockpit look? Well, she's flyable at least, but I mean, not not. It's not great. I'm gonna be straight. It's not great. Well, Garrick, perhaps you should go guide the fellow. I think we probably <laughs> need to go get this ship looked at first. Guide him. <laughs> I'll <laughs> I'll go talk to him. I guess. Um, but Wes, damn it. <laughs> Pass. Um, it's close. You got it. <laughs> Sorry, y'all look the same. Um, what? I mean, what do we want to ask the guest for? Well, with an infinite amount of knowledge on an infinite amount of subjects, that is something that we should debate. Because I do hate Karana, but I think that I hate... Nola even more. Or, just a thought, we give the new guy an opportunity. To ask a question. Yeah. See how he handles himself. It's an expensive question to have one man ask. I imagine it's more of a, he asks the question, that guy goes off, we go off. Once we have... Whatever he wants, he gives us the answer. All so, right, Garrick. We'll try it your way. You've never led us astray yet. <laughs> I'll uh, walk to the cockpit. Dua's still just plugged into the ship. Um, just, I think it might be worth it if we actually stop and get some repairs or something. What, you can't do them? I, I have no parts. I mean, it's a whole ship. It's not like I have to just, you know, get under the desk and fix something. It's... Like the landing gear about to go. <laughs> if we land too hard, it it could all just break. All right. What what are we talking? Landing gear. What else needs to be done? Uh, ben, can I get a rough estimate of cost? Probably like forty six thousand credits. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, if you're buying the parts yourself and you guys do it, ten thousand credits, easy. But to fix the landing gear, you'll have to find you'll have to find a hangar that has basic lifts or arms to hold up the ship while you work on it. I uh, defer to you, Tim. Does I Dua mean, I think he can do it. Yeah, most of my work was on bigger ships, but I mean, I can definitely give it a shot, buddy. This is a VCX one hundred. <laughs> You really think you can handle her? <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just looks down at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, do uh, if you uh, you think you can work on it, where where do you want to? I'd rather get off planet if it's possible. If you want to get away from here, I mean, anywhere on the outer rim, I can probably scrounge up enough parts. Come on, man. The galaxy's your oyster. What planets are nearby? <laughs> <laughs> We're on Obadiah, right? 
You are on Rat Attack. So We're on Rat, We're on Rat Attack. Attack. Sorry. So where what what's nearest? We're in like the southern okay, part of the Tatooine. galaxy. <laughs> go to Tatooine. Mm, that's close. We yeah. haven't been there yet. Asking character, yeah. so I can say no. I've heard good things about Tatooine recently. I mean, no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> well, if the galaxy's your oyster, why don't you go ahead and open it then? Okay, Tatooine. <laughs> Fine. Uh, let's let's get her moving. If you think she's ready, just go easy when you she- bring it into land. Garrick will hop in the main pilot seat because that's the one with the high chair. And uh, start typing in coordinates for Tatooine. Cool. Yeah, the ship takes off. We get a shot of you leaving Rat Attack probably for the last time and heading to Tatooine. Sounds good to me. I'm going to miss that hangar. Do you know how cool it was to own your own hangar? We can probably sublet it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So what do you guys want to do on Tatooine? Um. Ooh. Hey Ben, city? can I have a side note real quick? So, as yeah. far as we're concerned, we're good with the huts, right? We got that all negotiated out, right? Yeah. Um, as long as we stay away. I want you to think of it like you were used and discarded. We were ridden hard and put up wet. But like Tatooine <laughs> is like predominantly a hut planet, and so that's why I was curious. Like us going there, it's not going to cause like any now, ripple is- effect or anything, right? This is fun. Um. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Dua has no idea who the fuck Nola is, so. Now, I do not want to play Job of the Hut. Please do not go and try to no, meet Job no, of the Hut. No, not a chance. No, we have to. He's but, the big Hut gangster. <laughs> Setting up a crew. <laughs> by the time Jabba dies, he's one of the last big names representing the Huts. They just kind of fall flat after that, and all the slaves rise up against their hut masters and essentially bury the syndicate. So seeing the the Quanalak really beef up and try and kind of step on his turf, he's the leader of the hut council. And at this point, at least for right now, he's not. So what you're saying is... Yeah. He's small time. He is not a fan of Nola the Hut. He's not a fan of him. Oh, absolutely not. Okay, cool. Because until Nola the Hut showed up, he was the head hut. Right. Hmm. Interesting. And as far as continuity with canon goes, I don't mind there being a six-month period where Jabba the Hut isn't the lead man. And also, Jabba wouldn't want anyone to know about that either, so... (laughs) Yeah, he's he's not announcing to the world like rise up against Nola the Hut because he's probably gonna bide his time and look for a way to do it himself if right. somebody else doesn't do it. Cool, cool. I, yeah, I was just asking since like that was one of the things that I did kind of know about Tatooine was that it was controlled by huts. Yep. And Jabba, he's is a real lead hut. man there. He doesn't really give a fuck. So <laughs> I say we go hang out with that guy. I'm not playing Jabba the Hut. <laughs> I won't. I, I just want to get it. ship parts. <laughs> yeah, I. I think we just. I, I mean, uh, what do you think, Ben? Should I? Should I aim it for Mos Eisley or Mos Espa? 
Should we go to Anchor? Oh, go Los Espa. Go to Anchor. No, yeah, es- uh, Tashi yeah. Station. No Tashi Station, Tim. But you guys do need power converters. Eat my ass. We're going to Mos Eisley. <laughs> go to Tashi Station to get the power converters. No, we're going to Mos Espa. It's final. Okay. <laughs> I've made my decision. We can go play with our friends after the harvest. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. No, oh, Biggs was going to show me why they call him that. so we get a shot of tatooine desert world your ship kind of flying down with the two suns just kind of right at the rim of the planet and you start heading down to mos espa tatooine really doesn't have much in the way of um, flight control or anything like that so you're not hailed by anybody you really just kind of pick the first open hangar you find and land in and because it's Tatooine it looks like every single hangar we've ever seen on Tatooine yeah just the little circular dome and is the roof closed behind us no it's most Espa fancy damn <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh I'll grab a handful of credits and uh all right how do much a- is a handful yeah, do you want cast to grab your handful instead? And yeah, there you? we go. Yeah, that's probably better. I do have bigger hands than you. I'll <laughs> grab a handful. <laughs> yeah, just grab grab like a a thousand. So you guys are here on Tatooine to fix the ship. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, that's where I, I mean, was just gonna say, all right, do it. Your lead. I mean, that's step number one. That's hardly probably what we're going to wind up doing. Oh, well, There's going to yeah. be someone that wants to fight us or something. Cass uh, and Garrick are going to get bored as shit when he starts fixing the ship. <laughs> we'll go make our own fun. <laughs> yeah. As you guys are like walking down the ramp with him, Dua turns to you and says, um, it might take me a while to fix everything. Um, so, I mean, if you guys want to find some work and cover the costs and the time while we're here, I, I don't mind, but... I'm mostly just going to go try to find some parts, maybe try to actually improve the ship a little bit. Dude, that's a great idea. We should go find a bar. You ready to go find a bar, Garrick? <sighs> okay, Cass. Dua looks sure. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- don't give him guff. That's where you find jobs. Also, just for reference, I imagine Dua being like 20, 22, like just on the very young side. Oh. Yeah, I think that's how I always imagined him as well. Not me. I mean, that, by the way, he's talking down to me. I definitely think he thought he went to college once. <laughs> he probably went to Sorosub College, and his brother was just killed in front of him. So he's kind of having a tough time. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not making very good friends. Let's go to the bar. Gave you booze. That's all you ever ask for. <laughs> Occasionally, I ask for Bree to look at me. Oh, <laughs> do she tell. Never it never got, works out. Got some of those Thanks, sexy Garrett. Zoom calls going. <laughs> Let's just say I got her number. <laughs> uh, all right. Garrick's going to follow Cass. I assume you're leaving for the bar already. I'm obviously way ahead of you. I'll, uh, on the way out, turn to Dua and say, hey, keep us updated, okay? <laughs> and uh, would, Ben, when we land here, is it like in the middle of a town or do we have to like travel somewhere? Nope, you are... Right smack dab in the middle of Mos Espa. Perfect. We'll head to a bar and, that we've never and seen just, in uh, canon. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Um, yes. 
Most Espa, that's where the pod races happen, right? Yeah. Well, okay, cool, yeah. God damn it. Are you guys going to meet Sebulba? So, you guys are walking through the streets of Mos Espa. Um, Dua, you've gone off to get repair parts for the ship. Yeah, can I do a underworld check to see if I can find a spot that might have something fun to add to the ship to, like, you know, boost it up a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Give me an underworld. Didn't Cass just take that skill? I do have that, yeah. Well, Cass, maybe you can do one, too, to... See if you know anyone on. Um, on oh, on my skill tree, I have uh, black market contacts. That's perfect. That's useful. That'll, should do that. Yeah, you'll find someone for me to fight. No, someone for me to buy sh- important ship parts with. <laughs> yeah, I have seniority. It says when purchasing illegal goods, may reduce one, rarity by one per rank on black market contacts increase cost by or yeah increasing cost 50 percent on the base cost of reduction um i think with black market contacts um i want to treat that as a passive talent that you have as well okay that if you roll me an underworld check and get at least one success you know somebody on the planet that you're on whether that was through Hosk and just your connections with that or anything else, really. So you want me to do one as well, I'm guessing? Yeah, go ahead and do uh, Underworld against two, and you do the same, Tim, for Dua. Let's see. Well, I got two advantages. And Two advantages for you? I got a, looks like a success and a triumph. So, do uh, being stuck on Solist most of your life, I'm going to assume that you can find a decent enough place. Probably the first junk shop you find, you can just go into and get what you need. But I'm going to give you a choice here. You notice that this hangar is not a public hangar. You just landed in someone's private hangar. There's a lot of parts here and a lot you can do. There's even a clamp uh, kind of that hangs over the hangar to where you can lift the ship up so you can actually start working on the landing struts. So there's a lot of parts in here, but if you start using them, they're someone else's. So you can choose to use them if you want. Uh, Kind of the reason why... I purposefully didn't say that Dua took any of the credits off the ship or anything like that is because I feel like even though he's being moody, he wants to prove himself to Garrick and Cass because, I mean, for a kid that has nothing to see a Shadra fan just covered in guns and a guy in full Mandalorian armor, I think he's just kind of putting up a front. <laughs> yeah. So oh, hell sure. yeah. I, th- I think he wants to go and try to find a place to buy the parts. He doesn't want to mess up this quickly and i think with those advantages if i can at least like using Cass's information find it a little bit faster so we can get out of this hangar quickly i think yeah, seeing all that for sure. owned stuff do it just goes oh no okay uh let's go <laughs> so we'll cut back to dua in a little bit um but Cass, with your triumph let's say you know a guy named Oh, man. Do I have to come up with a name? No. Okay. Um, 
Garvale. Garvale. Oh, sick. We go way oh, back. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to meet Garvale. I'll uh, I'll give you a little setup for that as we walk out. How's that sound? Hell yeah. All right. So uh, we're we're leaving the hangar, right? Um. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> what are we really doing? Oh, uh, well, I figured we'd go see my old friend Garvale. Garvale. Oh, okay. Who? Who? He? What he did? What? What? Yeah. What? What did he do? Uh, Garvale is a weapons dealer, Ooh. one that Hosk worked with almost exclusively for about five years. All right. Oh God! Is it Uncle Garvale? <laughs> Was this the most recent five years or five years that happened 10 years ago? <laughs> Probably five years that happened 10 years Shit. ago. Sweet. <laughs> Which means I'd still know him. Um, we'll say that with that triumph, uh, Gar remembers you or will remember you and always liked you. Not so much your adoptive father, but always <laughs> had a does? soft spot for you because he felt bad for a kid being thrown into what Hosk threw you into. Sure, yeah. Uh, let's go look for some weapons, Garrick. <laughs> Works for me. And then I, I lead my way out to go to, to find him. So you get deeper into the city, right smack dab in the middle of a small outdoor market. You see a small porcrete building with a rounded top and a pointed sign that just says Armory on the outside and following Cass's lead the two of you step in to meet Gar Vale thank you all for listening if you like what you heard follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for updates on highly suspect and bad form In case you weren't aware, we actually have a second series up on our website called Plausible Deniability. It's another Star Wars actual play ran by Tim Kamey and set in the Age of Rebellion era. So please feel free to go check that out. Our theme song is Far Apart by Airglow and all of our background music was created by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. Edge of the Empire is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you.